Hey, what's going on, church family? It is good to be with you on this New Year's Day morning. I hope last night was a a good night for you, filled with fun and celebration and whatever it was you were doing. I can't believe it. It is 2023 already. Um, I still remember, I mean, this time last year, right? We're looking at the the dawn of 2022, and there was kind of a lot of excitement for what 2022 might bring. You know, after uh, 2021 was, was still kind of a hard year with COVID, it was definitely better than 2020. But I think we all thought by 2022, we'd be running around without masks, kissing strangers and sharing lollipops or whatever we, we thought we were going to be doing this year. And, um, and that hasn't exactly been what 2022 has been. There certainly has been a lot of really great things that have happened this year. Um, I just think about even um, kind of where the economy's been. And, and in a lot of ways, the economy up until recently, definitely with the the jobs market has been been pretty decent. Um, you know, we're all kind of getting used to this new hybrid world we live in. We're getting used to going to work and working from home, and our kids are are back in school. Uh, I know for me, for my family, one of the biggest celebrations of this last year is that we have after-school childcare for our children, and so we can work and do life and know that our kids are being taken care of. That was something that. We missed so much during the pandemic. Um, Even here at the church, there's been a lot of awesome things to celebrate. I just think about all of the different ministries that are coming back online and even ministries, things we've done for 50 years, they they feel kind of new, right? We're relearning how to do things and we're building new teams and new leaders are getting involved and it's exciting. One of the things I've been really excited about this year is uh, we sort of redid what we did for Easter. Instead of having a, a huge event on campus, uh, we, we thought, hey, let's, let's take this opportunity. Let's try something different. And we had our Easter on the block parties, and we had decentralized parties happening in neighborhoods, and people were getting to know their neighbors and support them and encourage them. Um, our Sunday morning worship has been really great. I really appreciate Saul and the whole worship and arts team, tech team, uh, for the creativity they've put in to bringing us back together. And I think especially after we had so many months of not being able to worship together, I think we all just appreciate more just the, the blessing it is to come together and to sing and to hear God's word spoken and taught. Uh, but 2022 hasn't been all good. There's been a lot of uncertainty with this year as well. Uh, I think especially um, of everything that's going on in Ukraine and with Russia and um, just the, the fear and insecurity that brings. I was pretty young at the end of the Cold War, um, but it kind of feels a little bit Cold Warish right now, doesn't it? I mean, these global powers and what's going to happen? Is China going to attack Taiwan? And what's happening with North Korea? And that's created all sorts of financial instability, and the stock market's been all over the map, and gas prices, holy cow. I mean, to get excited about $4 and something a gallon gas, and that's, that's kind of where we're at right now with inflation and, and everything. And uh, with the recent round of layoffs in the, the tech industry, I know that's left a lot of us feeling insecure, especially 
for those of us who are on um, more temporary work visas. And here at church, there's been instability, right? Our, our senior pastor of 14 years, Ron King, has, has moved on, and, and that creates a bit of kind of what's next, what's God doing, where are we at? And so as we look forward to this next year, 2023, I think the reality of it is we're looking forward to a year with some uncertainty, a year that we're excited about. I think a lot of us have goals and plans and dreams, but also there's, there's a part of us that's like, I'm not totally sure what to expect. And so this morning, I want to encourage us, um, how is it that, that we can set goals and New Year's resolutions in the midst of uncertainty? And I was thinking about a passage of Scripture. It might be one of the most popular passages of Scripture. Um, people got this tattooed on their back. They've got signs in their houses. They've, they, they've got this written on their shoes. And that's this passage of Scripture in the book of Jeremiah. Somebody who, some of you might probably already know where I'm going with this. And that's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And this verse is so encouraging for so many people. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, uh, plans for your welfare and not your harm. Um, I'm butchering this all up. Uh, plans to give you a future, right? That's, that's the gist of what that, that passage says. And this, this gasses us up, right? We're like, oh, this is cool. God has a plan for us. But as we're thinking about this verse, I actually want us to think about this in the context that this verse was given. Jeremiah, uh, obviously the, the writer of the book of Jeremiah, he was a prophet. And for years, he'd been telling the people of Judah, hey, don't be chasing after all these false gods. You're, you're looking at all of these different religions to find security, to find stability, to find kind of some purpose in life. But don't do that. Put your focus on God. And people didn't listen. And so God allowed the Babylonian empire to come in. And King Nebuchadnezzar was this brutal and ruthless political and military leader. And King Nebuchadnezzar leads militaries through Jerusalem and the Judea region. And he pillages and robs and destroys buildings and houses. And one of the most destructive things he does is he grabs up anybody with any sort of skill sets. Right, people who had skills in building and construction and farming, people with political uh, goals and, and plans and education, anybody that had any sort of talent, he ripped them out of their homeland and drug them off to Babylon. Can you imagine the instability that that created for people? And Jeremiah is back in Jerusalem. He's back with people who really it's, it's the most vulnerable, the poorest of people, the people with the fewest amount of skills and resources are left to kind of defend themselves in Jerusalem. But he's hearing the cries of people in Babylon and people are scared. People aren't sure what to do with their future. They're, they're sort of paralyzed by the instabilities of their life. They're asking really important questions, right? Like, what should we do? Should we get married? Should we even like in the midst of everything that's going on, is it even reasonable for us to, to look for a spouse? Should we be dating when things are so hard right now? Should we have kids? I mean, it, this is such a, a foreign place to us. It's such a hostile place. Do we really want to raise kids in the Babylonian public school system? We need a place to live, but should we build a house? What if the administration changed? What if we get sent back to Jerusalem? 
Uh, is that even worth our time? Even planting a garden, is it worth the investment that we would take the time and plant a garden and um, put these seeds in the ground? Are we even going to be here long enough to enjoy the fruits of our labor? Now, clearly, the circumstance that people are going through in Jeremiah 29 is much more unstable, unstable than our circumstance. Um, and, and I'm not trying to say that, that we are going through this same thing, because we are not. There's, there's a lot for us to be grateful for. There's a lot of great things that are happening in our community, in our culture, in our environment. But there's challenges for us. Um, I, I think we, we understand what it feels like to, to live in a place where our financial, maybe our professional futures feel a little bit insecure. Right, so much here in the Bay Area is dependent on the tech industry and on this massive housing market and all that kind of goes into that. What if that pops? What if it breaks? What if it crashes? What is that going to do to our futures? Um, even the political instability that we're facing as, as a country, like that, that feels a bit destabilizing to our lives. And these wars and rumors of wars, it, it creates anxiety in us. And I think also as Christians, we're living in a culture where the vast majority of our neighbors are not followers of Jesus. And maybe for some of you, you remember a time in your own history where you lived in a community, you lived in a town where the majority of people in your community at least would identify as Christians. And now you live in a place where the vast majority of our community does not identify as Christians. And in fact, um, maybe you even feel a bit of skepticism from your neighbors or even a little bit of judgment or um, fear about your faith. And, and it, it's challenging. So with all that being said, I actually think this passage in, Je in Jeremiah has a lot to say for how this year, looking forward to 2023, how do we set goals? How do we dream? How do we look forward to the future that God has for us? So let me read the passage to us. And we'll, we'll look at it together. Okay? It says this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles who I'm, I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters into marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are complete for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promises and I will bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not your evil and not, and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now check this part out. I think this is really important here. When you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you seek me and find me, when you seek me with all of your heart, 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place which I sent you in exile. Okay, let's, let's think about this for a second. Now, I don't want to say that this was written to us because it wasn't. It was written to the Judea people 2,500 years ago, but I actually think there's a lot we can learn from this. I think it, there's a lot that is so practical for us looking forward to 2023. And the first thing in here is I think this is a year we should set goals for being productive. In fact, for the sake of our community, for the sake of our city, I believe God wants us to, to build and to produce and move forward. It's interesting, um, oftentimes, especially when we're at church, we think of more spiritual things, right? What are the spiritual goals that God might have for you? Is it reading your Bible more this year? Is it praying more this year? Is it being a more loving and compassionate spouse? And absolutely, those are critical and they're important. But I also think that sometimes we overlook that God actually cares about all of our life, not just the spiritual aspects of our life. That God designed us and he created us to work and to be creative and to build things and to make things and to lead things. And so it, it's not a surprise to me that Jeremiah is speaking on behalf of God. And the thing that God starts with here is, hey, when you are in this uncertain time, don't quit, you know, be productive, do things, build things, plan for your future. I think it's normal when we feel a bit of insecurity in our lives, it's normal for us to pull inward, right? It's normal for us to kind of take whatever resources we feel we have and kind of guard them and to make sure we don't lose any more, that nobody can take anything from us. I remember uh, our first house that Beck and I bought, we bought in 2007, I think it was, and we bought this tiny little house in a bad neighborhood in downtown San Jose, and we had saved up some money that we wanted to do some remodels on the house, some things to the house when we bought it. And right away, we did a couple of things, and then if you remember, 2008, the housing market just took a dive, and our house all of a sudden was completely underwater, and we had one of those weird mortgages where we had to pay off extra after a certain number of years, and I remember we had some money in the bank. We had these plans for certain things we wanted to do, some expansions, some, some goals we had for the house. But it was really hard to be motivated to do those things because we just weren't sure about the future. It kind of felt like, man, maybe we should just walk away from this. Maybe we should just give this house back to the bank and go do something else. And, and I think a lot of us have been doing that. I think the last couple of years um, have felt a little bit uh, disruptive to our lives. And so some of the goals, some of the plans, some of the dreams we have have, have kind of gotten put on hold. And, and I wonder if maybe this is the year for all of us that we're putting those things back out. We say, okay, God, uh, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to make some steps forward. I don't know what all the future holds, but, but I'm going to make some progress. I'm going to produce. I'm going to set these goals and I'm going to work towards them. You know, I think one of um, my favorite passages when it comes to thinking about work and profession and goals is the, the beautiful passion, the beautiful passage in Colossians 3.17. And it's a passage that says, um, whatever you do in word or deed, do it for the glory of God with full thankfulness. So think about this with our plans, with our goals, with our dreams. 
um, what does it look like for us to put our, maybe our professional aspirations, go, man, I, by, I really want to get that promotion this year. I really want to grow and develop in my professional goal. I would like to, to lead a, a team and to, to maybe project manage a, a project this year. I think there is a way that we can step into those goals for the glory of God and really asking God, work through my life. Let my success be a blessing to the people that I work with. Let me lead in a way that brings hope and meaning and purpose to the whole team that I work with. Let me be a godly example of what productivity, what work ethic, what working hard and persevering looks like. Maybe it's a, a kind of a goal even in your, your personal life. Maybe you want to add an ADU in the back of your house. Even that, I think, can be done for the glory of God. God, help me accomplish this goal I have. I, I see that you, you could bless this, and I think this would bring extra income to our family and could help people in our community with this housing shortage or could provide a place for my, my parents or my in-laws to live. Maybe even something as simple as your... your um, your badminton goals, right? Let's talk about hobbies. Maybe, maybe you've got some goals for this year just to get better at badminton so that your WhatsApp group has somebody who's better to play with. I, I don't know what it is, but I think all of these goals, we can put them before the Lord and say, God, um, help me do this for your glory. Help me do this for the benefit of our community, for the welfare of our city. So that kind of brings me to the next thing I see in this passage is I see in this passage a challenge for us to commit to praying for the welfare of our city. So set goals, that's the first kind of piece. Set goals, be productive, and do those things for the glory of God. Second is, are we praying for the welfare of our city? Now trip on this for a second. This is kind of crazy to me because, again, remember, people have been ripped out of their homes. They've been taken to an enemy city by their oppressors. They have been forced into labor that they don't want to be doing giving the profits that they earn with their own hands away to somebody else. And listen to what God says. Hey, this is home for you for a while. This is where I got you. And by the way, in this context, they're going to be there for 70 years. And God is saying, pray for the welfare of your city. Because when they are successful, you'll be successful. Now, when was the last time you prayed for the welfare of Fremont? When was the last time we prayed for the success of the tech industry around us, that we prayed for job creation, that we prayed for our, our um, local government officials, that we would have a, a government here in Fremont that met the needs of its citizens, that we'd have a parks department that could maintain and have great parks that contributed to the welfare and the benefit of us, that we would have housing that would be adequate to meet the housing needs of our area. Do you know that God cares about those things? God cares about the welfare of our city. God cares about the families who are struggling to pay the bills and are fearful of losing their job. He cares about the, the single parent who is worried about losing their apartment, not knowing if they could qualify for another apartment somewhere in the city. God cares about all of us, all of you, all of our community that is worried about their visa situation, their work situation. So we get to pray for our community. Our church is Bridges Community Church. Community is in our middle name. We believe that God has placed us in this city to be a blessing to this city. Are we praying for this city? 
by the way, if you're watching, you're watching with us online. And if you're not watching too late at 1230, we are going to hike together up Mission Peak. So if, if you got time, you could rush down to the church right now and join us. And we're going to climb up partway. We probably won't make it to the top. And we're going to pray for our city. And we're going to pray for the welfare of our city. We're going to pray for the economy of our city. We're going to pray for the politics of our city. We're going to pray for all of these different aspects. And ultimately, our heart is where this passage lands, is that we as a community, we as people, that we as a city, we call out to God. That we are a city that turns our heart and our prayers to God. And I think that ultimately is the most important thing in this passage. It's this reminder that as a community, as followers of God, that we commit to pursuing God with our whole lives. You know, earlier I was talking about how when we feel insecurity, we have this natural tendency to pull inward and to conserve and to sort of shut down. And that happens professionally. It happens with our goals. It happens with our investments. It happens in those ways. But I think it also happens spiritually a little bit. And I I think many of us have felt that over the last couple of years. We've sort of pulled in a little bit. That insecurity has caused insecurity in our faith. It's caused us to to sort of um, be less engaged in spiritual practices in our lives. Maybe to pray less, to be in fellowship with other believers less. And it's interesting, in in verses 8 and 9 of the passage we just read, um, there's this warning. Jeremiah is saying, watch out. There's going to be lots of false teachers and lies and prophets that pray these dreams. Don't listen to them. And how much of that has happened as we were all, especially during COVID, when we we're all locked down in our homes, how many lies and things have propped up that have divided us and tore us apart from each other. And the best way to, to know the truth is to pursue God with our whole hearts. And that's what this calls us to. It says, hey, after 70 years, you're going to call out to me and I will hear you. No matter how far away you've been from me, no matter how distant you've been, no matter how chaotic 2022 might have been, 2023 is a new year. And if you call out to me, I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear you. Church family, do we believe this? This is a promise of God that when we call out to him, he will answer us. When we look for him, we will find him. I think a lot of us have felt a bit spiritually dry in our lives. We're feeling like, man, I'm just not sure I'm feeling it right now. Let this promise be encouraging to us. That God is there. That when we seek him, he will answer us. So what does it look like for us to seek him this year? What does it look like for us to set resolutions, to set goals, to truly seek after God? Maybe that looks like us really turning our time every day to devoted attention to God's word. Maybe that means that life group that you keep hearing us talking about, maybe this is the time you actually need to go and jump online and sign up for one of those life groups. Maybe this is the time where you're like, you know what, I've been attending but uh, worship, but pretty sporadically this year. I'm going to really set my focus. And again, the goal is not to go to church. The goal is not to join a life group. The goal is not even to read your Bible. The goal is to seek the God who loves us and has a plan and a future for us. 
that in the midst of all the instability around us, that we can have this deep security, this deep confidence that comes from a relationship with a God who knows everything about us and loves us unconditionally. Church, let this be our goal. Let this be our plan for this year is to devote ourselves fully to the Lord, to seek after him with all of our heart, to find stability in the midst of instability in our relationship with him, to be praying for our city, to be seeking the welfare of our city and setting goals and plans and dreams with our life. So church, happy new year. We are so glad that you are with us online. Let me pray a prayer of blessing over you for this 2023 year. God, we just pray for, um, for new growth, for new life in our lives this year. Let us multiply and not decrease. I pray that that happens in our professional goals, in our personal goals, even in our family. I pray that those who are looking to expand their family and to get married and to have kids, I pray that this will be the year that that happens. Um, I pray for the welfare and the benefit of our city. And God, I pray that this is a year as individuals and as a church that we truly seek after you, that we turn our full hearts, our full devotion to you, and we experience the deep security that is found in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Bridges Community Church is located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont, California. To know more about Bridges Community Church, please go to our website at bridgescc.org.